This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this Black Girl Nerds Podcast Extra, featuring the new Fox series, Shots Fired. Shots Fired is a 10-part dramatic new event series, executive produced by Gina Prince-Bythewood, known for films like Beyond the Lights, The Secret Life of Bees, and Love and Basketball, as well as her husband, Reggie Rock Bythewood, also producer of Beyond the Lights and Notorious. And although this is an episodic series, it was shot as a 10-hour film, and it's an explosive look at the criminal justice system. When a black officer kills an unarmed white college student in a small town in North Carolina, everything is turned upside down. Before the town has a chance to grapple with this tragedy, the neglected murder of a black teen is brought to light, reopening wounds that threaten to tear the town apart. Featured in this interview is executive producer Gina Prince-Bythewood, as well as actress Sanaa Lathan, who plays the role of investigator Ash Aquino. In this podcast interview features yours truly, as well as co-hosts Karan and Grace. Shots Fired airs on Fox on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Tonight, guys, we have two incredible guests, two incredible women that we are longtime admirers of here at Black Girl Nerds and very excited about this new show produced by 20th Century Fox. It's executive produced by Gina Prince-Bythewood and Reggie Rock-Bythewood about a small North Carolina town that gains national attention when a white teen is killed by a black cop. Shots Fired premiered last week. We're excited about it. We're tweeting about it. And we have none other than series creator Gina Prince-Bythewood and Sanaa Lathan here, who plays the role of Ash Aquino on the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Thank you, ladies, for coming on the show. Hey, hey. So happy to be here. Thank you for having us. And I have none other than my lovely co-hosts, Karan and Grace. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. What's oh, going on? You. Yes, thank and thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Gina, I'm going to start with you. You're you're the executive producer. You're the creator of this phenomenal show, Shots Fired, along with your husband, Reggie. And I understand that this show was inspired by your son's reaction to the Zimmerman trial and that he actually wrote a poem about Trayvon Martin and Emmett Till. So I'm curious to know, can you tell us the story behind that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the show you know, we like to say it's really a perfect collision of opportunity and desire because we really had the desire to to do some mm-hmm. sort of project in this space, whether it was really we were looking to do a feature. And uh, it really came after the Zimmerman trial. Uh, my husband watched the verdict with our older son, who was 12 at the time. And um, that verdict came in, the not guilty, and my son was shocked. He could not understand it. I mean, I can't understand it, but as a 12-year-old, it just really rocked his worldview because he was, you know, he grew up under having a Black president, you know. Um, so it was so shocking to him. And 
you know, started crying and, but my husband, instead of hugging him and telling him it's going to be okay, instead pulled out his laptop and pulled up a documentary on Emmett Till and they watched wow. that together. And, and then in our house, we just started having discussions about how the criminal justice system works in this country and often doesn't work. And really from that in his way of dealing with it was he wrote, a, it was actually a short story about Trayvon Martin going to heaven to meet Emmett Till. And that short story actually finds its way into hour five. Uh, the writer of that had heard the story. Our son read it to the writing staff and, and she incorporated it into hour five. So honestly, we'd like to say that Cassius was the first writer on Shots Fired. Nice. <laughs> nice. A poem is so. So he'll get like a writer's credit for this the show <laughs> he he did he got he got a little money he got a little money and, uh, i'm not mad at that all right <laughs> okay let's get him in the union now <laughs> so sanaa you play an officer on this show and your role is so complex because in addition to dealing with being in a predominantly white male environment and having to deal with racism and sexism you're also contending with some personal issues as a mom trying to be there for her daughter and dealing with this estranged relationship. Do you enjoy playing um, these kind of challenging, complex characters, or is it not that challenging for you? Um, I, I absolutely enjoy it. And I mean, it's the kind of challenge that you dream about as an actor. Um, first, when Gina came to me, I mean, we had been Love and Basketball was almost 17 years ago. Wow. And, wow. Um, we did Disappearing Acts right after that. And then then we kind of just, I mean, I know I always wanted to work with her over the years. And we've developed a friendship over the years. And I've always admired her work as well as Reggie's. And so I was excited when she came to me with the project, even before I read it. I was like, it has to be good, right? And then when I read it and I read this amazing kind of force of a character named Ash Aquino. I was just blown away. She has so many layers. She's so flawed. She's kind of a hero in the sense that she's specifically an investigator. She's been relentless in her pursuit of justice. And yet, you know, she's a mother who, you know, struggles at times because being a woman in law enforcement, sometimes it's hard to take off that hat of, you know, you have to kind of go into the world with a different, um, kind of defense mechanism in order to deal with these situations that you have to deal with. And um, sometimes it's hard to straddle that line of personal and professional. So it was all of those things. And it, it was, the challenge was exciting to me. Um, she is, I just want to say she is an investigator. She's an investigator with the Department of Justice. She has a long history in law enforcement, but she's not an officer. She's um, Uh, And Jamie, I'd love to just add that, you know, what was so exciting to Reg and I about Sanaa, you know, foremost, as she said, we've been friends uh, once Love and Basketball ended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, right after it ended, not during it. (laughs) No, not during it. We had a lot of of repairing to do. We had to work through some issues. But now we're we're all good now, and just I've been so fortunate, and I wish honestly the world was as fortunate as, as me to be able to see so much of Sana's stage work, you know, raising in the sun and meet Vera Stark, and yes. 
I mean, incredible work. And so in writing this role, I mean, she, it was Sanaa. You know, we knew who could embody this character, who could go through this incredible arc that she has over the 10 hours, but still have an audience root for her. And we knew that not only Sanaa's chops are insane, but her work ethic and and this great vulnerability that she has, that's really what makes Sanaa a star. So uh, we were just, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was held my breath a little bit once we sent it to her because she had always said that she didn't want to do network television because the, you know, the long contracts. Um, but this was only 10 hours and, uh, I knew it was a great part, but you know, our friendship probably would have ended if she had said no. We're glad you said yes. We're, we're glad you said yes as well. Um, you know that I. <laughs> I'm kidding. We 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 play a lot. Yeah. No. It was it's 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 and it was so fun this time around because yeah. you know we're like both of us are way more comfortable um, just you know in doing what we do because now we've been doing it for so long and um, it's you know sometimes it just as an actor it's you know, you get used to it, but it's like going from job to job, you're basically, it's like starting day one, um, you know, like first day of school, you know, and you have to make new friends. And it's sometimes you like people, sometimes <laughs> you don't. A lot of times you're in different environments and different cities and, you know, it can get, it can get rough sometimes. And so it was really nice to work with Gina and Reggie on this because it was kind of like, kind of going home, kind of like working with family and because they are such cool people, you know, I think it's, you know, it always starts at the top. They, they really hired um, a really kind of just a super talented, but also just really great cast and crew. So it was almost like we, we all felt to this day, even through the promotion of the, of the show, we all kind of feel like, you know, family vibes, which is rare. No, so there's a no asshole rule on our set. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, so going in with that, you know, continuing with that vein, um, and with the series being kind of like it just grabs you so many emotions, so many layers, like you said, so much complexity. For you, Sanaa, like, how did you mentally prepare for this role? Because, like, I'm I'm feeling your pain. I I feel like I'm there with you. I want to like just come and like give you a hug through through this. <laughs> That's you, though. You, you're there. We're going to get through this. So, like, how did you, like, mentally prepare for the role, you know, especially considering the present-day climate um, yeah. that's going well, on, too? Um, one of the things that, one of, like, the gifts that Gina and Reggie gave each and every one of the cast members um, is um, they really, you know, we only got to read the first hour, um, and then um, they met with each and every one of us and kind of sh went through and kind of just talked us through our, our character arcs throughout the 10 hours. But we were not really, we still didn't know what was going on because we were only talked through our specific arcs. And so you, you kind of had to sign on not, you know, not having read anything else, but it, that was enough. And mm -hmm. then once we on, they had all these amazing research materials laid out for us, which is, you know, that's another thing that's rare, but that also goes to show like, why their work is so good with me i um i talked to two women cheryl dorsey 
who has been um, a police officer, black woman police officer for many years. She wrote a, 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 a autobiography. What is the name? Gina, do you remember the name of her autobiography? No, something blue. Shoot, this sucks. Yeah, we can Cheryl Dorsey. But anyway, it's I spent many hours talking to her about her many years as a cop, uh, being a black woman, all of the challenges she had, so much sexism, so much racism, how strong she had to be. There were times in her in her career where she was suicidal. It was so rough. Wow. Because we think about what it is for a police officer, just being in law enforcement, let alone, you know, you're always you know, that probably is one of the highest stress, emotional mm-hmm. stress jobs that there are. And then add to it being a woman and then add to it being a woman of color. Like, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You well, actually, imagine, just to so. add something to now real quick, mm-hmm. just because it was such a stunning story. And honestly, given, you know, this great hashtag black women at work that's going around right now. Yes. Cheryl told us a story where, you know, she's in the LAPD, her first year her rookie year for an entire year her white partner did not speak to her wow wow unless they were inside uh, and doing a a case and had to speak to the people that they were dealing with but they get back into the car silent for an entire year because he was trying they were trying to force her out you know you gotta think about the strength that that takes and that was something that Sanaa was able to absolutely draw on with Cheryl Whew, yeah, yeah that, that takes some guts right there. <laughs> and so you speak, all, you know, kind of like, you know, Gina pretty much told you your you, all's friendship wouldn't be uh, anymore if you didn't have to take the role. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> respect your choices. Right, exactly. Right. It's called The Creation of a Manifesto Black and Blue by Cheryl Dorsey. Cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, can, can Sanaa just talk about, because it was a big deal that Sanaa took MMA for a while. Really? Yes. Wait, wait, yes. Let me finish. Yes. Absolutely. Wait, let me finish. Come on, that. Let me, Come on. Let me finish. Um, so I talked to Cheryl, which was so helpful. And then I talked to a woman named Francesca, who was another woman of color. She was Latina. In, uh, and she had the exact job of Ash. And she is Ash. an investigator. with. That's what I said. Ash. <laughs> She is an investigator. See, look. I love your relationship. <laughs> what did you think I said? Yes. No, I know you could tell. We're like we we argue in a second, but we're like we're like sisters. Mm-hmm. She thinks she thinks she's my boss sometimes, but anyway. So <laughs> Ash, she worked at the Department of Justice. She's an investigator. She spent many, like many many years in law enforcement, and she she once again talked to uh, me about everything from what it feels like to, you know, go undercover um, in, with the DEA, which she did in Colombia and Mexico to, you know, her worldview, which is that, you know, there are bad people in the world, that there are a lot of bad people in the world, which is so opposite from my worldview, which is like, you know, I kind of give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm very, you know, I expect that everybody has good in them. And um, I got to shadow her at work. And she was so helpful. She talked about how for her working out, she has to work out every day of the week because it is in a, it's almost kind of like catharsis for all of the, the pain and the frustration that wow. she has to deal yeah. with every day. Kind of like she's sweating 
out, you know, it's like therapy for her. She called it a body uh, cry. A body cry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Which we were we were going to try to put that in, and then my, my knee got hurt. Right? Something happened. My knee got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna we we're gonna put a scene in the first hour, I think, where I was like doing the body. No, it was second hour. It was second supposed hour. to the second hour. And but I messed do it. Up. I, I oh yeah, I messed it up. Yeah, because my knee was hurt. So. And then we were supposed to shoot it later, and we never got around to it. So I guess we'll just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, I did do some mixed martial arts, uh, which was probably the best workout ever. But one of the great things is the, the Diallo. Diallo is yeah, Diallo name? and Sensei Mark. Yeah, Diallo and Sensei Mark. They both worked with me. And the best thing about that is they were constantly talking to me about the mind of a fighter, of mindset of a fighter, mm-hmm. about, you know, always being on the defense, you know, and it actually kind of scared me. I was like, yo, because he would always give me real life scenarios. Like, okay, when you're coming home and you open your gate, just, you know what I mean? Like, what you going to do? <laughs> I was like, yo, yo, Diallo. I'm like, I'm paranoid in my real life. No, but they were very helpful in getting, getting, into that ash mindset um you kind of don't you know it's like somebody just a regular person who has a regular day job even you know an, an actress like me you're not going into situations always expecting somebody to come at you or expecting you know that you have to be on the defensive so that was super helpful and then the final thing was basically we're living in this world where you're looking at the news every day. And unfortunately there were during shooting, there were like a record number of police shootings that were racially motivated. I mean, it was just shocking to us. So that, that was work that we didn't have to do. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you know, there were days where we were just in tears, literally on set because uh, we couldn't believe that yet another shooting had taken place. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, the synchronicity of the subject matter, you know, people will probably, I always say people think that it's really something that we, they they developed right, you know, in recent, probably in the, that last year. But it start. we know that it started like, what, four years ago, five years ago? When yeah, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, and knowing that, so how has this character like pushed you in comparison to other characters that you've played? Because definitely, I mean, from you just telling us the stories of like the preparation, there's a lot of work that went into it, like telling the stories and telling other women's stories. So how would you say yeah. this, you know, pushed you in well, a sense? Well, it pushed me. I mean, I work on all my characters. Um, I always do, like, I always feel like you bring something of your soul to the character and you you learn something from the character. And, you know, I have yet, sometimes you don't, see what you've taken from a character till later. But one of the things I do know is that we shot shots fired a 10-hour movie in the time that it normally takes you to do one movie. And the it that right there was like I was training for the Olympics. It was crazy. It was literally a sprint. It was for it right. was it was I didn't there were days where I was like I don't know if I can do this like just in terms of the grueling nature of the schedule and the the lines like you know an actor dreams about having you know scenes where they have lots of dialogue and all that kind of stuff but 
I was like, yo, I was like, slow down. <laughs> As <laughs> we're kind of leading the audience along and we're kind of mm-hmm. piecing the story together. So we kind of have to talk it out with each other. And so that was hard for me. And it was almost kind of like training with weights. Like I know that the next, whatever character I work on next, it'll probably be really, it'll be a lot faster for me to retain information because it was, there was a lot. Right. So now the answer really is that I uh, write the best shit for you. So (laughs) (laughs) no lies detected, no lies detected, Gina, really. (laughs) i said i write the best shit for you yeah you know she keeps saying that (laughs) you know i i did love basketball you know every day they're playing it a lot right now because yep and it's like you know because of social media i I know i know they tag me every time it plays so it's like i'm like (laughs) blown away (laughs) i'm blown away i know that it plays so much and it's so beloved. So yes, Monica and Ash, these are like, yes, they will definitely go down in history as some of my greatest roles. Brown sugar too. Maybe, Thank you. maybe but I'm, I'm still young. <laughs> yeah. You got more I'm left in you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So for you, Gina, so having played a role in such TV work like A Different World, South Central, um, Secret Life of Bees, Beyond the Lights, and especially, uh, you know, Shots Fired, you definitely provide like this transparency and real life interpretation and like various black life experiences. So how would you like describe mm-hmm. your creative wow. process and Honestly, all of this? It starts with character every single time. And it's, you know, do, what do I want to, what do I want to say about this character? What is this character going to say to the world? And I think you know, absolutely a theme of my work is definitely, you know, women finding their voice, women finding their strength women wanting to have it all and, and, and strong women as well. I mean, I absolutely want, you know, to put out in the world that, you know, that we have a strength and a purpose and, and give characters that I hope can inspire and and women can aspire to, because that's what I had with sports growing up. I think that that, you know, like the character Ash, before I started writing it, like the very first image of the show was, you know, that came into my head was, this black woman was standing outside a house and looking through a window at another mother, another woman mothering her child. And mm-hmm. this woman was holding a gun. And it was like, I want to know her story. It really started right. there with, with character. Cool. Definitely need that. Definitely need that. So, you know, I'm doing a little digging and, uh, I noticed that uh, you are working on a project um, on a film adaptation of Roxane Gay's newest novel, Untamed State. So is there yes. anything you can speak to, uh, you know, as far as your inspiration um, regarding it and even possibly it's the, the progress It's an incredible novel. And uh, I was fortunate enough to meet Roxanne uh, when she hosted a screening of Love and Basketball on the big screen. And she sent me a book and it was an untamed state and asked me to read it. And, you know, I just, I was in the middle of publicity for Beyond the Lights and didn't have time, but I said, you know, out of respect, I'll read 20 pages. And mm-hmm. then I could not put it down. And I finished the book and it literally left me breathless. And I just saw the movie as I was reading it. And I thought if I could create a film that could leave an audience feeling the way I'm feeling now, 
how incredible that would be. So reached back out and, and uh, she was excited and had sent it to me in hopes that I would want to make it. And so she and I are co-writing it, um, which I haven't done, but before, but her, she's such an incredible writer. She's right. absolutely earned that. Uh, We're right. in the middle of yes, writing right absolutely. now. Directed. Cool. Well, definitely looking forward to that project. Sana and Gina, this is Karan. And hey. hey, I've heard you guys classify Shots Fired as a 10-hour film. And in it presents the involvement of a small local church and pastor. There's a fine line between faith-filled intervention and a publicity stunt. Is this a commentary on the power of the church or the opportunities of ministry to try to reclaim a place in communities where they Honestly, no longer exist? It's both. Um, we really, Pastor Janae, played by Aisha Hines, was incredible. Yes. In it. And it's interesting because she was originally, that role was written as a man. Um, and we looked at a lot of great actors, but nothing was clicking. And then Reg came across a picture of Winnie Mandela standing with their soccer team and it just got us starting to think. And then we started talking about, you know, think about the the sisters in, in the civil rights movement. Like I have a picture of Kathleen Cleaver on my wall. I'm looking at it right now in my office, you know, she's front and center and these Panthers are behind her, you know, uh-huh. but women were really kind of pushed to the side um, during then. But now with black lives matter, sisters are the, the head of that movement. We right. were authentic yeah. to the time. Yeah. Uh, to make her female and then there was only one choice and that was Aisha um, because the character is authentic to who she is as well but over the 10 hours is an absolute exploration of the role of church um, in the movement and as movements change leaders need to change Mm -hmm. really the question of do movements create leaders or leaders create movements movements. Mm -hmm. and also the, the, the push and pull that you saw in Ferguson between these young activists coming from the streets versus you know, the, the long established folk that don't always seem in touch with, with the people or don't always yeah. come around unless there's cameras. So we absolutely are dealing with that. And the question of Pastor Janae, is she doing what she's doing because she believes in the movement or is she being opportunistic? So it's definitely an arc that, that is we feel is really interesting to watch. About this Preston Terry. Oh boy has a little bit of neophyte fever. <laughs> he is so green you can smell the white girl coming. And although <laughs> although we know good intentions pave the road to hell and volatile community affairs, it could be catastrophic. Is he an asset or a liability? And how did I know he would like white girls? <laughs> that's, that's a deep one. Well, I will say something. I'll let I'll let I'll let Ash defend her her partner. I will just say <laughs> Preston is a, is really a fascinating character and one that I, I feel like we haven't seen. And I would say trust his words more so than his actions. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he absolutely okay. said he's, he's waiting on his Michelle, but he's also a guy. Hmm. I mean, he grew up in private schools, and what does that mean? Who are you around? Who did you grow yeah. up around? Who are you mm-hmm. comfortable with? So when, you know, when his brother and his partner pull what they pull, I mean, he is feeling, you know, he's feeling disrespected and insecure and, and less than, and he goes to what's comfortable and where he can, he can feel like he can get his power back. And, uh, you know, he knocks on that door. Um, <laughs> it, 
all in all in his feelings. He knocked on more than the door. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he said he knocked on so, more than I the mean, door. So <laughs> 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 oh, thanks, you know, his character and who he is, but trust his words. Sana, you wanna you wanna say anything about your boy? Um no. I, mean, <laughs> I think I, I'm, you know, I'm just really excited. I don't know how much you guys saw, but I'm excited for, you know, people just to see the progression. One of the things that's really also really beautiful about this, um, you know, is as we unfold this mystery is the progression of the characters. And so you're going to go, you're going to see my character, Ash, go through a huge change as well as his. So I'll just leave it at that and just, you know, just say, keep watching, y'all. Keep watching. All right. All right. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, I really love, I love Ash. She is so broken, but there's so much about her that's so sure. And she reminds me a lot of of myself because she's strong, she's fierce, and she's a pimp. But... (laughs) She is a lot more vulnerable than most people would believe. And she's extremely compassionate and it'll take something really special to break that wall. But you know, if she got your back, she got your back, but Ashby riding mm-hmm. dirty. That's why I really like <laughs> She's, she is though. She represents a different kind of feminine power. Why do you think mm. we haven't seen more rich and layered representation of different kinds of feminine power and different kinds of pain? It's a good one. Thanks. Well, I mean, I think that that, it it just goes to, I mean, the truth about being in this business is, you know, just in terms of what's out there in terms of material, I know in terms of my taste, I don't like a lot of the stuff that, that, that I'm seeing. The exceptional work, whether it's, uh, you know, in books or films or television are always few and far between. So i I believe that exceptional characters also go with exceptional work. So Gina and Reggie are, you know, they really do the work. Um, The writer's room was filled with amazing writers. Um, They had a shots fired, quote unquote, shots fired university in which they, they spent lots of time researching every aspect of what they were going to write about. And that, you know, a lot of work goes into these characters and, and I think they really care about character. You know, it's not about a stereotype. These are like, these are, you know, almost living, breathing, 360 dimensional beings. And you, you know, yes, we step into it to play it, but you can't, you know, really rise above what's on the page. So I just attribute that to the great, you know, the filmmaking. That goes without saying. Gina. <laughs> yeah, I will be real because I, I did I wasn't joking, I do write her best shit, but tonight, <laughs> I love it. No, but as a as a writer and as a director, like it's our job to inspire, but we also have to be inspired. And when you find a dope actor like Sanat, like you wanna give her your best. Um, because right. she, you know, she could bring it and it there's nothing honestly more exciting than like watching a take and, and seeing an actor elevate the material or show you something different than what was in your head. And, you know, Sanaa consistently does that. And it's, 
you know, it's it's a dope thing to to watch her work. And I mean, it, it, I've said this to her before, but even Ash's laugh, like it's so specific to Ash. Yeah. And I sometimes would be watching daily. So I'm like, where, like, I'm not seeing Sanaa. Where, you know, where does that come from? And it's, you know, it's a real testament to, to who she is. I was so, channeling. So, channeling, Gina. I was channeling. I, I knew you had it in you. I love seeing you ride hard. This is a departure from the girl next door. Oh, yeah. This is a departure from right. what we've come to yeah. see from you. And I, I am loving oh, you in this yeah. role. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so this question is for the both of you. What do you hope audiences will learn from watching Shots Fired, both from the perspective of the storyteller and the role of the performer? Well, you know, for Reg and I, absolutely. We want people to sit and watch characters that they may not interact with in real life and, and develop empathy. I mean, you think about these mothers of the movement who are losing their children and have to watch as the media and and communities just start to tear down their legacies and, and demonize the victims as opposed to seeing these kids or, or girls as, you know, kids and girls. So. Um, we want we want people to understand uh, and see their humanity because if you can do that, you can start to empathize. And if you empathize, you can be driven to want to change what's going on. And it's it's going to take all of us to to really step in and, and just change course, um, especially in this day and age with this administration who has zero desire to to help on their own. Um, with me, I just I just hope that I really you know I don't I don't. I don't ever think I want somebody to get a specific message. I think everybody brings wherever they are in their life, they bring themselves to a piece of entertainment and they get whatever they need at the time. I want people to be entertained. I really do. I want people to really enjoy watching it. I want people to, um, you know, hopefully one of the great things about this piece is that we have, you know, perspectives from every seat at the table. And I hope that it gets people out of there. You know, we're so quick to judge and, and um, only see things from our perspective and to maybe just open our minds a little bit and maybe discuss, you know, what it's like to be, you know, that cop who goes home and you get to see what happens to him and what his perspective is or, or the mother who's whose child was shot. I mean, there's so many different perspectives that you never really necessarily put your, yourself into. And um, I hope that ultimately it could just create, you know, empathy and compassion mm-hmm. um, and realize that we are, you know, yes, we are many different races, but we are the human race. So that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we thank you so much for coming on our show can you each tell us where we can find you on the interwebs and where we can find you on social media? I, I while we were on the call, I just followed you guys on Twitter. <laughs> Yay! Sanaa <laughs> <laughs> follows us on Twitter. <laughs> it's, um, official. it's official. It's <laughs> official. I'm um, on Twitter. I'm at just Sanaa, and then on. Um, Instagram, I'm Sanaa Lathan, and Facebook, Sanaa Lathan. And snaps? What do you want snap? Oh, hey, it's brown sugar with no R. Hey, it's brown sugar. <laughs> That's Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Um, exactly. 
And I'm uh, Twitter and Instagram at GPB Made It. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Shots fired, guys. Check this out. This is great, compelling television. Thank you for having Thank you again. Hashtag Black Women at Work is trending. Yes. Yes, yeah. it sure is. It sure is. Yep. We should we should live tweet that with shots fired. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was thank great. You. That was great. All right. No, awesome. thank you guys. The Black Girl Nerds Podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. Various episodes are edited by Jamie Broadnax, MR Daniel, and John Bauer. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Spotify. That was a HeadGum Podcast.